Well, it's been a great morning. We have a great crowd here. We have a wonderful crowd online. Our online viewers have been very steady, and uh, it's been a real uh, humbling experience and a blessing to welcome so many uh, through the, the uh, incredible blessing of technology today. We're thankful for your attendance, whether you're watching this live uh, at this moment as we are here together or whether you're watching this uh, through our archives and at a later time. We're grateful to have you, certainly thankful for the group that is uh, gathered here today. And as has been said, we're especially mindful of our graduating high school seniors and are very grateful to God. As David said, we're all very, very proud uh, of you, and uh, you're not just your parents' children, you're our children, and that's how we feel about you, and we are very, very proud. Um, as we begin the message time today, while the Lord never expects us to be sinless, he does require us to be faithful. He does require us to be worthy. As I considered our uh, graduating high school seniors this week and considered the craziness of this time, and uh, I wanted to do something over these last uh, few weeks of May that speaks about the worthy life. Our desire is to be faithful, to one day stand before God worthy, though imperfect. As Davy shared during our communion time where we celebrated that great event, the death, burial, and resurrection, the only thing that allows us to be worthy, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, that great statement from Romans uh, chapter 5, verse 8, while we were still sinners, God sent his son and Christ died for us. That's how he demonstrated uh, not just what his love is, but what love, period, is. And so over these next three weeks, including today, our messages will speak about living the worthy life, even in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> and we'll be looking in uh, Colossians chapter 1 uh, as we look at these uh, three messages. We'll share about a life that is willing to sacrifice unselfishly for others. That'll be next week. And then we'll end with what it means to live a, victor a victorious life. Today, we take a look at what it means to be worthy, which is a bit of a scary term that seems to denote an impossible dream for those of us who are sinners, which is all of us. How do you live a worthy life? The COVID-19 pandemic has affected all of us and has unexpectedly altered many of our special moments and many of our plans over these last few months. Our shepherd Wade Weathers shared earlier of how it's directly affected our church, our church family. And as he shared again, we, we want to commend our, our church family. Um, in spite of everything, uh, you have continued to serve, you have continued to pray and to encourage and to worship and to give. And so many give uh, online or mail in or hand in a check during the week or even uh, today, and we are very, very grateful. And as we have said, we know that for many, this is a time of, of uh, less giving than planned because of an income loss. And we want to encourage you to reach out to us uh, for help because that's what the church does. We help each other through difficult times. 
And if you can give a little bit extra, then um, do that as well. So many of uh, the things that we love about this time of year, we just haven't been able to experience the way we uh, had hoped, such as Easter, uh, Mother's Day, weddings, birthdays, funerals, all of those uh, are affected and have been. Our regular church activities, such as our Bible classes and worship, in addition to our worship service being online, we have uh, several Bible studies that have been online, our Bible classes uh, on Sunday afternoons at 5 and on Wednesday evenings are continuing. Our youth and our college uh, young adult groups have been meeting uh, online through Zoom. And um, I share a, a Bible study on the book of Matthew on Tuesdays and Thursdays on, on Facebook Live, which is scary. You know, it's one thing to be in front of all of you speaking live. And being able to see your reaction so that I can say, okay, Bill, move on. <laughs> I can't see anybody um, on Facebook Live, but it's been a real treat for me. And I, I appreciate all of those who have taken uh, advantage and participated um, in those. But that's different. It's, it's really different. Um, special events such as Leadership Training for Christ, these seniors uh, this year have lost uh, so much because they have uh, experienced LTC throughout their whole lives pretty much and as a participant since the third grade and so our hearts uh, break for them in many ways including senior year and graduations and I appreciate what David shared earlier about perspective uh, because this certainly gives you that and not just you but but all of us, and you know, down the line, you're going to have a great story about your graduation. <laughs> People will be telling stories about a graduation experience, and you'll just be sitting there with a smile on your face knowing you've got the best one, and you'll be able to share that. We congratulate Bailey and Kate and JC and Tyler and Marley and Darcy and your families. And we congratulate all your teachers as well, Bible class teachers that are a part of this church family, uh, school teachers. School teachers, you have been incredible during these last few months, adjusting your whole uh, curriculum, your whole teaching pattern, you going online, not being able to be there with these kids that you have loved so dearly. And yet here we are. Um, we thank God for you. And in the midst of all of this, we hear the call of God's word to live lives that honor our Lord, that love and serve others, even during a pandemic. So today, let's consider one of those passages that commands and describes a worthy life. It doesn't just tell us to live that way. In Colossians 1, we are told this is what that looks like. Colossians 1, beginning at verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, verse 10, and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks, verse 12, to the Father, 
who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Well, as we speak about a worthy life, we're again reminded of that contrast between being worthy and being perfect. Uh, Being faithful versus being sinless. We're not perfect. We're imperfect. We're not sinless. We're sinful. And yet we can be faithful. And yet we can be worthy because of Jesus Christ. David shared in in Psalm 32, Blessed is the one whose sins the Lord has forgiven. Not blessed is the one who has never sinned. Paul called himself the worst or the chief of sinners in 1 Timothy 1. And John writes in 1 John chapter 1, If anyone says they haven't sinned, they're lying. And everybody knows it. And so a few things about these verses. Because there are several things located in this passage that I think speak to us today. Here's the prayer. It starts with a prayer in verse 9. Here's the prayer. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Our seniors, our children, our young adults, you all know that we will continue to pray for you. We will not stop praying for you. Just as we have been, we will continue to do that exact thing. And Paul shared with these uh, Christians in Colossae in the western part of modern-day Turkey, that he is praying for them. And so here's the prayer, but what is he praying for? Well, here's the goal. At the end of verse 9, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy. Of the Lord and please Him in every way. That's the goal. The goal is to live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, Paul says the same thing live a life that is worthy. And then for the rest of that great letter, he tells us again how that looks. One of uh, our most memorable movies is Saving Private Ryan. Now, I want you to know that David and Danny and I did not get together this week and say, let's all talk about a movie or two, shall we? (laughs) That really didn't happen, but here we are. Um, And perhaps you also have seen uh, this great, uh, another great Tom Hanks movie, as the movie um, is about Mr. Rogers. Um, Saving Private Ryan, that... Uh, begins at a national cemetery, but it's not a national cemetery in this country. It's the American Cemetery in Normandy, France. And it begins with uh, this man, who is the grown-up James Ryan. And he finds the grave of Captain John Miller, who is played by Tom Hanks. And then almost all of the movie is a flashback um, telling that story. For those of you who have seen the movie or are familiar, you know the story. 
Private Ryan was, had brothers in the war and they had all died. And uh, the governing authorities got wind of that and decided it, that his mother had had all the heartache that she could take. And commanded Captain Miller, Tom Hanks's character, to go find, take a, get a small group of men and go find Private Ryan and save him and bring him to safety. And the whole movie is about that, that task of them looking for him and finally finding him and then trying to lead him uh, to safety. And towards the end of the movie, Captain Miller is dying. And several of the others have died in the process as well. And as he's uh, sitting there dying, he's looking up at Private Ryan. And with his dying breaths, he tells him, Earn this. Earn this. Yesterday was Armed Forces Day where we celebrated those who are in our armed forces. This coming weekend will be those uh, that we celebrate on Memorial Day, those who have given the ultimate sacrifice their own lives. And as I think about that statement, earn this, I want to say that I believe that it is an impossible request. And we'll come back to Private Ryan in just a little bit. Well, we've seen the prayer, we've seen the goal. Here's what that looks like. And Paul lays this out in the verses we read earlier in Colossians 1, verses 10 through 12. So several things that he says, this is what a worthy life looks like. And again, this is not a complete and exhaustive list. He could have written a a whole lot of bullet points on this, but here are a few. What that worthy life looks like is bearing fruit in every good work. As we read the pages of Scripture and it talks about bearing fruit, we see that used in a a lot of different ways. And we, we hear Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 saying, Live a good life. Do good things. Let your light shine so that others may see your good deeds and praise your heavenly Father. Bearing fruit in every good work, Paul tells the Colossian disciples. That's what a worthy life looks like, doing good things. It means growing in the knowledge of God. Growing not just in academic knowledge, which is important, not just in knowledge for a skill, which is important, not just in knowledge which is uh, involved in relationships, which is important, but growing in the knowledge of God. And that comes only one way, by studying this book. It comes by studying that Bible, seniors, that you're going to receive. It comes for all of us through that. We can consider the Bible the inspired and authoritative word of God, but if we don't read it and study it, then we're not growing in the knowledge of God. To live alert a worthy life, we must grow in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Again, it's his glorious might that provides the power that strengthens us so that you may have great endurance and patience. As David shared, these last few months are just an example, just an indication that there are things that you have to endure in life. There are things that you, you have to practice patience with. Some of it involves other people, 
you're already very much aware of that, even if you're only 17 or 18 years old. We're called to be patient. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. It's one of the most important things that separates a Christian from a non-Christian. And to be willing to endure when things are difficult. Being worthy means giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. It means being grateful. That's where it starts. It starts with counting your blessings. It starts with being thankful and grateful for the things that you have, for the blessings that God has given you. That's what a worthy life looks like. Well, that's pretty tough. But Paul ends this passage by saying this, here's what makes that possible. Here's what makes that possible, that worthy life. Verses 13 and 14 of Colossians 1. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Paul doesn't say if you do all of those things, you can be redeemed and be forgiven. He doesn't say that if you do all of those things that you will be added into the kingdom of the son he loves. Paul says those things have already been done. You're already there. You're in the kingdom. You've received the forgiveness. It's made possible only because Jesus is worthy, not ourselves. It's made possible because Jesus is the one, as Danny shared as we began, who can calm the storms and the seas of life, including our own sinfulness. Worthy art thou, O Christ. And so as the movie Saving Private Ryan ends, it's this memorable scene back at the cemetery once again. And in this case, the family joins the elderly private James Ryan as he's touched by the moment and he goes to his wife. He says this, tell me I'm a good man. Tell me I've lived a good life. He knows that it's impossible for him to earn the lives and the blood and the sacrifice that those men paid and their families paid for him to be safe. He could not earn that. But he could live a life that was worthy of the sacrifices that were made for him to live. And I think that expresses well our understanding of our relationship with Jesus. There's no way we can earn what he has done for us. No way we can earn our salvation. We can't be good enough. We can't do enough good things. We can't not do enough bad things. We can't earn it. It's a gift. But we can live a life that is worthy. We can live a life that honors the price that was paid and the one who paid it. Jesus makes possible the impossible. Jesus makes it possible for us to live a worthy life. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn 
walk in your ways and step by step. You'll lead me, Lord, and I will follow you. Imperfectly, yes. Faithfully, yes. Step by step, you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. This morning, if you need to come to that one who died for you, come as we stand, sing our song.